Welcome to another episode of Paleo Runner Podcast, a show helping you find better ways to live, run, and eat. I'm your host, Aaron Olson. The website for the show is paleorunner.org. I wanted to let you know that I'm offering coaching through Google Helpouts, over Skype, and on the phone. I've been running for 17 years, and I've learned that by running less and focusing on key workouts, you can reduce injuries while getting faster. Over the past couple of years, I've set personal records in the 5K through marathon, while running less than 25 miles per week. If you're interested in getting help running faster on less mileage, go to paleorunner.org slash coaching and schedule a help out with me. I'm here today talking with David Mayfield. He blogs at myjourneyasarunner.blogspot.co.uk. David, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks, Aaron. Appreciate it. David, so I'm excited to talk to you. Um, I've connected with you on Twitter and I've read your blog um, tell me a little bit about your journey as a runner. Where did it start? Um, well, for me, I think my story's similar to, to quite a lot of people insofar as I didn't have a, a, a sort of traditional background as a as a runner, so I didn't run a track at school or anything like that. Um, I came to it later on in life, really, as a as a means of um, of keeping fit and and losing a bit of weight. So um, I think I, I ran first in in 2007 there's a a half marathon that's local to me here in in Nottingham in the UK Um, and so that sort of is is fairly local to my house and I kind of thought for a couple of years I'd like to you know I'd like to do that as almost like a sort of bucket list item Um, so I did that back in in 2007 um, and again, that was a half marathon. I think I, I did that in about two hours eight, something like that. I'd, I'd sort of secretly hoped to do it under two hours, um, and as is often the case with these things, didn't quite hit that target. Um, and then I thought that would be it. You know, I thought, you know, I'll do that as a bucket list item, do the half marathon, tick that off, and and that would be it. And and to be honest, I didn't really have a great experience during that race. I didn't know anything about nutrition at that time or, you know, proper training plans or any of that stuff. Um, and then I think in the Dece- that was in the September. And then in the December of that year, a friend said to me, oh, I'm, I'm going to run this half marathon in, in a place called Bath in, in, in the March next year. Why don't you do that with me? So I said, yeah, fine, I'll, you know, I'll do that. We'll make a weekend of it. And, and so we went down there. And in preparation for that, I, I spent a bit more time reading up on training plans, learned a little bit more about nutrition, um, albeit in the, in the kind of, again, in the traditional sense. So, you know, very much kind of using, using carbs at that time. Um, and, um, and I really enjoyed that race. And I, I think I must have knocked about 20 minutes off my, my time from, from the previous half marathon. And yeah, from there on in, that was in the, the March of 2008. And from there in, I just kind of got the, got the bug for running, really. Wow, that's great. And how old are you, David? Uh, I'm 39 now. Okay, so you, you've taken quite a bit of, I mean, 20 minutes off a half marathon is quite a bit of time. What has happened since that time? Have you, you've, you've moved up to the full marathon. Tell me about that experience. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, certainly at that time when I was, I was running, you know, half marathons and and 10 Ks and I, you know, I never thought I'd, I'd, I'd come up to, to marathon distance. Um, and, um, 
I, I actually entered the, um, the the London Marathon, um, obviously one of the marathon majors, really on a, on a whim. I was talking to somebody at work and they said, oh, did you know, you know, they knew that I ran. And they said, oh, do you know that the ballot for, for the London Marathon opens tomorrow? And I, I didn't know anything about that. I just went online and I thought I'll, I'll, I'll enter that on a whim. I knew it was quite difficult to get in through the ballot because I knew through other people. Um, so I entered that and, and didn't think anything more about it. And then several months later, you get your notification. And I'd seen on Twitter, people had been saying, oh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm in, I'm in for the London Marathon. Um, so I got home and there on the doormat was the acceptance for the London Marathon in, in through the ballot. And I thought, oh, crikey, I've actually, you know, I've got to do this now. Um, and, you know, I, as I say, I ended it on a complete whim, not really expecting to get in. And then it was like, oh, crikey, you know, I've actually got to, to do this. Um, yeah. And so I, you know, you have loads of, I, th- I think they inform you in the October whether you've got in and then the, the marathons in the, I think the March or the April. Um, so you've got plenty of time to prepare and train for that. And they, they send you a, a book and there's training plans in there. And, and I actually went, you know, went for one of the sort of suggested training plans. I think it was a sort of sub four, four hour marathon um, plan. And, and again, I think I had a, a, an experience similar to a lot of people in that I, I kind of followed the, the sort of stock training. I did the sort of, the standard thing in terms of nutrition and, you know, using energy drinks and gels and all the rest of it. And, um, again, I, I secretly wanted to get under four hours. I ended up <laughs> as is the case with a lot of people, I ended up getting cramps at around mile 19 and doing a bit of a run walk. And I think I came in about four hours, 17 for my, for my first marathon. Okay. So what was it about that experience that got you hooked on running? Well, I mean, I was already really hooked by by then because I think this would have been in the this would have been in 2011, I guess. So I'd already been running from from 2007. So, you know, I had, you know, by that time established a pattern. I was running, I guess, three or four times a week. I was racing fairly regularly. So I was doing mainly 10Ks and half marathons. Um, so anybody that knew me would would say i you know i was i was a regular runner and had had the the, the running bug um but i mean you you'll know this from, from from your own experiences i think stepping up to the marathon is is obviously a big challenge and i think it really kind of awakened something in in me in terms of that challenge and you know what what you could do with your body and you know what was what was possible so you know from from there i ran other marathons and eventually got up to the ultra distance as, as as well but I'd already had you know a fairly decent background or you know albeit as a rec, you know very much a recreational runner anybody who looks at my times will you know will note there's nothing exceptional in there but you know I had a good base I guess you'd say mm-hmm. so David I've, I've read on your blog that you've switched your diet from sort of a high carb uh, high grain diet to more of a paleo style diet Tell me a little mm. bit about that transition and what that's been like for you. Yeah, I mean, it's really been been an amazing experience for, for, for me, you know, having been running now for seven years. Um, I, I'm, I'm fairly diligent with my training. I'm, I'm fairly organized with it. And, um, you know, if there's a training plan, I'll, I'll stick to it as, as closely as, as is physically possible. 
But I've always felt that my nutrition was something that was probably uh, one of the weak points in, in, in how I approach training and, and preparing for a race. So I've known for some time that that's something that if, if I wanted to get quicker, um, if I wanted to go further and be more comfortable going further, that was something that I'd need to address. Um, and I'd been aware of the paleo movement for, for a little while. I think, I think in the UK, we're a little bit behind the curve compared to the, the States in terms of how advanced things are and, and, and what's out there, albeit that's, that's changing. But um, I knew about it through a guy at work. Um, he and a couple of friends were quite into CrossFit, so they, you know, they were quite big into the paleo movement. Um, but I, to be honest, I'd always, I'd always kind of really dismissed it because, like a lot of people, I'd assumed that you know, I'm a distance athlete, I need carbs. So I'm, you know, I'm not going to be able to function without carbs. Um, and I, you know, I very much uh, until recently, until April of this year, prescribed to those, again, those sort of traditional, you read the runner's world articles and, you know, chugging down the gels and the, uh, and the energy drinks. Um, so I very much prescribed to that and have used that in my training throughout my, my time as a runner. Um, but as I say, I was semi-aware of, of paleo and, um, Really, the big turning point for me was I listened to um, an interview on, um, on on the Marathon Talk podcast, which is a, a running podcast that's over here in the UK. And um, they interviewed a guy called Jim Murray, who is a, a nutritionist, um, and he spoke about a paleo diet or a, or a, a lower carb, higher fat diet. And um, it was in the context of one of the presenters on this this. Um, podcast a guy called Tom Williams um and he was planning to run the um I think it was the Manchester Marathon and again switch from a traditional high carb diet to a paleo style or lower carb higher fat diet and he was planning to run the Manchester Marathon um in a time of I think sub three hours from memory um and and so on this podcast, he kind of charted his experiences and then he ended up running the, the Manchester Marathon, which I think was in earlier this year. And, and he came in under three hours and he did this, this marathon completely without any nutrition. You know, I think he got up in the morning, he maybe had some biltong or something like that from, from, from memory um, and then just ran a marathon without any nutrition. And that, you know, that just blew my mind. This was somebody, you know, I listened to their podcast for several years. This is someone a similar sort of age to me, a, a much more accomplished runner than me. But even so, you know, he was running, in my view, you know, a, a quick marathon and doing that without any nutrition. And it just, it just blew my mind. And and so from, 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 from there on in, I kind of set off on a bit of a quest to, to find out a bit more about this and then eventually turn that experiment on, on myself to see, you know, to see if that might be possible. And that's, that's how I came across your, your blog and your podcast. And I, you know, I've been through the whole back catalogue and, and listened to, to, to all of the people that you've interviewed. And I, you know, I started to think maybe, maybe this would be possible. Mm -hmm. And so, at what what at what point did you start to go towards the paleo style of diet and and what did that mean for you because a lot of people include things like sweet potatoes or potatoes so what was paleo for you and and how long was you know when did you start and how long was the transition 
Yeah, so I started in, in April of, of, of this year. It, it coincided, my wife turned around to me, she said, oh, you know, I want to lose a bit of weight, let's go on a diet. And I said, well, look, I've heard about this, this way of eating, this diet plan, so why don't we give that a try, you know? It will be good for us. We'll both be able to lose a bit of weight. Hopefully, it will help with my running, and we'll see. We'll see where it takes us. So, uh, I bought a book called um, The Paleo Primer, which is by some guys called Keris Marsden and, and Matt Whitmore, um, who are UK based. Um, and this book really served as a really. It's really been like my bible in terms of learning about the basics of of paleo and what it means to eat paleo. There's there's loads of recipes in there, which is sort of makes up. The basis of most of my my meals so that combined with you know your podcast and then picking up on things like um mark's daily apple and, and other resources like that um that's how i came to, to to go paleo so we pretty much went cold turkey we threw out everything in the cupboard and the fridge that didn't adhere to the paleo principles um and and then we just started following the the principles laid out in this book, following the recipes that were in this this book, and one of the things that really struck me was a it was pretty easy to to to, to make that transition, make those changes in my diet. Like people were saying, "Oh my god, you know, you're not eating bread. Has that been really hard? And you're not eating pasta. Has that been really hard?" And it was like, "No, I'm cooking this stuff, and it's really nice. You know, I'm not I'm not getting to work and and." having this salad and thinking, oh God, this is a real bind. You know, I wish I was, was having a packet of crisps and a, and a sandwich. I was really enjoying it. Um, so, you know, the transition was, was immediate in, in April of this year. Um, I, I guess I probably had about two weeks where I was kind of feeling a little bit, a little bit kind of off kilter, if you like, as my, I guess, as my body was making these adaptations and, um, and so I probably had a period of two weeks where I was feeling there was something not quite right and I was feeling a little bit off. But once I got past that, then it was really easy. Um, you were asking about, you know, sweet potatoes and rice and stuff. I mean, initially we went really, really strict and we even cut out caffeine. I've, I've since gone back to, to, to introducing coffee and I'm having more dairy now. And um, we tend to have... Um, white rice we tend to have sweet potatoes um i mean i don't i don't count carbs or or anything anymore there was a period where where i was doing that just to sort of see where i was on the on the scale again largely influenced by by interviews that, that you'd done um and and on a typical day i mean i was well under 150 carbs a, a day and and quite often under 100 carbs a, a day um and did yeah, you so, did you end up losing weight? I see your your Twitter picture here. You look like a pretty lean guy. Did you have much weight to lose? Yeah, I mean, I, I've always been I've always been skinny. Um, I've I've always been fairly. Anybody who would you know knows me would sort of probably describe me as as being thin or or even skinny. But to be honest, you know, although I've got quite a skinny frame. I was carrying a bit of a bit of weight, you know, like I was almost like a skinny fat person, if that makes sense. Um, so I've always had quite a sort of skinny frame, but you know, definitely as I as I kind of went past thirty, I you know I was carrying a bit more a bit more weight, and again, you know, the lack of exercise at that time and the diet, you know, it, it did mean that I was carrying a little bit of weight, and I I always felt oh, if I could just shed a little bit more weight. 
I would be a bit quick, you know, and, and I didn't realize how much quicker I could get if I did that. But, um, yeah, so I, you know, I dropped, I dropped a stone, maybe a touch more, um, from, from where I'd been when I, you know, when I started the, um, the paleo diet, my wife lost more weight than that. And she's, you know, she's pretty much sedentary. She doesn't exercise. So, um, she actually lost, uh, lost more than I did. Um, so w- what is a stone for us over here in uh, the U S? Oh, so, um, gosh, yeah. What would that relate to? So, I mean, that would be 14 pounds. I don't, I don't know oh, what wow. that would equate to in kilos. Okay. That's quite a um, bit. Yeah. I mean, I went, I, it was actually a touch more than that because at the peak of my marathon training in the summer, I mean, when I started, um, and I've kept records of this, when I started, I was at 11 stone, and then when I was at the peak of my marathon training in the summer this year, I'd got down to like nine stone nine. Um, I've since put on a few more pounds. I'm, I'm back up to 10 stone now. I'm not doing as much training and, and I'm, I've been a little bit more relaxed with, um, with the diet, particularly on the, on the lead up to Christmas. There's been quite a few social events and uh, a few glasses of wine and a few mince pies. But um but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, we're still sort of sticking in terms of our kind of key meals to, to, to this way of, um, this way of eating. Yeah. So you've been doing this since April, so it's been a while now yeah. and it sounds like it's been pretty easy for you and, and enjoyable. Um, you know, tell me what your running has, what your running has been like. Has it, have you gotten a lot faster or what's going on with that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's had, um, it's had a real effect on my running to the, to the, to an extent that I didn't, I didn't really think was, was possible. Um, I mean, I, I ran a 10 K earlier in the year and, um, it was one that I've run before. So I've kind of had a bit of a benchmark and it, it's not a flat 10 K by any means. It's quite a, quite a, an undulating one. And I, um, I met a friend there in the morning. He said, Oh, I'm going to go for sort of 42 minutes and I said, well, look, I'm, you know, I'm not going to be anywhere near that fast. I think my PB was about 44, late 44, something like that. Um, but I said, you know, I'll, I'll come with you early on. And, you know, if I fade, you, you, you carry on. And we both ended up running like 41, 30, something like that. Um, and, and so, you know, just, and I, I hadn't done any specific training for, for a 10K at that stage. It was just kind of rock up to the race and see what happens. But that was just from, from having losing, having lost that weight. Um, so I, you know, I PB'd over 5K, 10K, um, marathon this year, um, 50K. I actually didn't, didn't run a, I was due to run a half marathon last Sunday, but I had, uh, uh, an old back injury that, that flared up. So I wasn't able to do that, but that, that was a shame because I think I could have, could have definitely knocked a few minutes off, off a half marathon as well. Wow, David, that's, that's great news. So you, you pretty much all you did was change your diet or are you training a lot more? No, um, I was actually looking at my mileage earlier on today. I've actually run less miles this year than, um, than I did last year. So yeah, I mean the, the only real change that I've made has been to my, 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 my diet. I mean, I, for, for the marathon, I actually used exactly the same training plan as I, lo- as I used last year when I, yeah, when, I, when I ran Berlin. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's just, it's just down to changes in, uh, in my diet. 
Mm-hmm. So give me an idea of what kind of foods you're eating. I mean, let's say someone has, is listening to this show for the first time and they're a little confused about what's going on. I mean, most people, when they cut the carbs, they're going to increase their protein a little bit maybe, or maybe just increase their fat. What What have you been doing and, and what are those, uh, like, give me some examples of the meals that you're eating. Mm. Yeah, I mean, for me, I guess when I first came into eating paleo, I thought I was thinking more about proteins than fats. But again, as I've as I've learned more and listening to to you, and in particular, you know, with interviews with with people like Tim Noakes, um, I now better understand the part that that fat plays in um, in in fueling, um, and particularly importance of that in terms of keeping keeping yourself satisfied during the day and also, you know, the benefits that that has um, for you being able to, to run further. So I, I've definitely sort of shifted from a, what I would describe as a sort of a traditional paleo outline to to introducing more, more fats into my diet. So to just sort of give you an example from today, um, so I had for breakfast, I had three rashes of streaky bacon, a two-egg scrambled egg this morning um i had a coffee with some double cream so that was my breakfast um i normally run in the mornings early mornings before work so i get to sort of mid late morning and i might want something to eat there so i would typically have um some full fat greek yogurt maybe with some blueberries maybe with some local honey on there um and then for lunch today i had um a Greek salad, so that was just salad leaves, um, tomatoes, cucumber, some feta cheese, um, some green olives. Um, and then tonight, what am I cooking tonight? Tonight we're going to have um, lamb kebabs, so just skewered lamb with some, um, some red onions and um, red peppers, probably with some, um, some white rice, maybe a, a small salad on the side. Um, and then... If I'm a bit peckish later on, then I might have some some dark chocolate, maybe a maybe a coffee. Um, so that would be a you know that would be a typical day for me. Mm-hmm. You know that sounds like some pretty delicious food, and and a lot of people listening who aren't familiar with the paleo diet, most of us don't uh, count calories. How about you? Do you are you counting calories? Because a skeptic might say, well, you're basically just limiting your calories. But uh, Tim Noakes, who I've had on the show, says actually it's it's that the diet helps satiate your hunger. Which has it been for you? Yeah, I mean it's definitely the latter. I don't I don't count calories at all. Um, I went through a period where I was monitoring um, my 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 um, intake, but really that was more from from the perspective of trying to get my head around how low carb I was. Um, and, and as I outlined before, I'm not particularly low 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 carb you know to the sort of ketogenic stage but um but yeah i don't i don't count calories at all um I, i'm just working on the basis that i'm trying to get that good mix of um of proteins good healthy fats um and a little bit of carbs i think i'm someone who needs a, a, an amount of carbs to be able to function i think if i went really really low carb i'd, I'd probably find that quite difficult with you know with the training that i'm doing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now david you've actually uh cut quite a bit of time off your marathon from the first time when you ran a little over four hours and you ran sub 330 tell me about that race yeah i mean that was sort of 
the culmination really of 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 probably two years attempting to go under um three thirty that that's been a sort of quite a big goal for me for for a couple of years and i I tried it the year before last um in in milton Keynes and then um and then in uh, in berlin and then this year um finally in uh in chester um and as i say i i actually pref- prepared for that that race in exactly the same way as I'd prepared for for Berlin the year before in terms of my training um the only thing that I changed in that time was was my diet um and again this was this was also the sort of culmination of 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 the whole reason of of or at least for me the principal reason for going paleo it was that experiment of of one and 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 to try and see well can I actually run a marathon without any nutrition and to be honest until quite late on in in my training that is I I still didn't believe it was going to be possible you know I'd read lots and I'd I'd listened to lots of interviews um, and I knew of other people that had done it I started to connect with people on on Twitter and and talk to them about their experiences so I had kind of first-hand knowledge of people that had, had done this but for some reason I still didn't think it would be possible for me. I'm not quite sure why. Um, and, and really it, it took, it took until quite late on in the training for me to realize that this might actually be possible. I, I remember I did, um, my, my sort of final training run was, uh, 22 miles at marathon pace, which is going to be eight minute miling. Um, and I got up that morning, I had a coffee I went and ran the 22 miles. I felt absolutely great. I came back and it was like, wow, you know, I've, I've just run 22 miles having just got up and, and had a coffee. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. So uh, let's, let's go into that training a little bit more. So as you're working up your long runs, you're, you're basically training your body to build, to burn your own fat by not uh, taking in anything during your run. So Tell me, how long did it take you to, to progress to that level? Um, well, I, the, the training was over a period of, of, I think, about 14 weeks. And, and I mean, the training plan unfolded like any other in, in the, insofar as it kind of built up um, in terms of your, your longer runs. Um, one, of, one of the kind of key parts of this training plan was that, um, that you do all of your longer runs at, at marathon pace, which you know, not everybody subscribes to. Um, but what that gave me was it gave me that confidence that I could run at that pace, um, and, um, do so whilst, whilst burning principally fat. Um, and so that gave me the confidence that I could get to marathon day and, um, and be able to, to run at that pace, um, and, and over that sort of distance. And that was the thing I wasn't sure about, you know, I, I thought, that I would have to run at a much lower heart rate in order to be burning fat. And so that was the thing that I really kind of had to get my head around that I would actually be able to run at this faster pace. And that, you know, that was just a progressive thing over the, over the course of the the training. Mm -hmm. So what marathon training plan was that, that you were following? That was actually, that was actually, it was a sub three thirty plan. You you know, you know, the run keeper app. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a there are training plans on that that app, and um, I think the guy's name is an American trainer. I think his name's Jeff Gordet. 
Right. Okay. Yeah. He's got a podcast as well, if I believe. Yeah. I think I've right. Okay. Well, I wasn't familiar with him, but it was simply that I came across this this training plan on uh, on the Runkeeper app, and it worked pretty well in 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 Berlin for me. So I thought, well, I'll I'll do that again, and hopefully with you know with this new diet and being a little bit lighter and a bit leaner, maybe I'll I'll be able to finally um, go sub three thirty. And um, it was interesting because on 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 the lead up to um to the race i did um i did an ultra um and i did that with some some friends and um so that was um i mean that was 40 miles um over quite hilly terrain i think it was about 5000 foot of ascent something like that um and again in the morning i think from memory i might have had like um like a smoothie made with some berries and coconut milk and that kind of stuff um but then on on the actual ultra marathon itself, I only had um, three what are called naked bars, um, which are just basically like squished up fruit, um, and that's all that I had during the course of this this ultra race, which took you know eight hours and covered forty miles. And you know I was running with guys, and they were chugging down gels and eating jelly babies and flapjack, and they were like, "Do you do you want some of this stuff?" And I'm like, "No, I'm fine. You know, I'm not I'm not that hungry. I'll just have a little, you know, a little naked bar in a minute, and I'll have some water." And um, and that's so again, that was really good for confidence because although I was going at a much slower pace my heart rate was still fairly high during that because it was fairly, um, fairly intense in terms of the, you know, the climbing involved. And so again, that, that, that gave me a lot of confidence that I could go longer and, and do so without, you know, consuming loads and loads of calories and and loads and loads of carbs. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fantastic story. So tell me what was your overall training volume as far as weekly mileage during this build up to the marathon? So I would have peaked at about 60 miles. Um, but I mean, I was probably, you know, I was probably doing on average, probably about 35, 40 miles a week, but I would have peaked at about, about 60. Okay. So you're, you're getting up your mileage. Um, you're also doing a long run and are you doing that every single week at marathon pace or how often do you do that? Yeah. So so the training plan has you doing um, like a run, for argument's sake, a run on the Saturday, um, which might be, I don't know, maybe seven or eight miles, something like that. And then you do your, your long run on the Sunday. So the idea is that you, you kind of, you build a bit of fatigue into your legs on a Saturday and then you do your long run uh, at marathon pace on the, on the Sunday with, with slightly fatigued legs having, having run on the Saturday um yeah and and all of those long runs are done at at marathon pace and then um the other runs the 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 plan seems to sort of focus on on a mixture of sort of tempo and and what i would call sort of longer interval training as well so Although it's not a really high mileage plan, there's quite a lot of intensity in in there. I think there was only sort of one easy run typically a week and everything else would either be at tempo pace, which is obviously going to be faster than the marathon pace or um, slightly faster than that for the um, for the intervals. Okay, okay, interesting. So, you know, do you have any tips for, you know, you've got a great story here about how you basically changed your diet and you, you've cut a lot of time off your marathon. You've set personal records at other 
distances. What kind of tips do you have for someone new that wants to try this out? Yeah, I mean, for, for me, the, the big thing was just making that, that change and saying, okay, I'm going to, to make this change to my diet. You know, because I, again, you know, my times are not exceptional. Um, but for me, that's been the thing that, that having been running for a while now and, and arguably having reached a little bit of a plateau, that was the thing that I, I could change that was going to make the biggest difference. So I would say to somebody, you know, if, if you've been running for a little while, if you've reached a bit of a plateau, you know, maybe you've tried switching up certain other things. You know, we, we're always trying different things in terms of training and different plans and that kind of thing. Um, but oftentimes we just assume that, you know, the diet that we're on is, is the right diet. And, you know, I made that assumption for a long time. And, you know, I prescribed to all the traditional sort of wisdom and, and um, you know, all the ads that we, we see and everything else. Um, but having made that transition you know, I've proved that, that, that by running a similar mileage or arguably a slightly lower mileage, I've been able to, um, to get better times just, just by virtue of the fact that, um, you know, that I've got lighter because a, a, I've, I've, I've reduced my, um, you know, my calorific intake and, and B, I've now got this fueling system in my body that means I can go for, for much longer without needing to, um, to take on those, those gels and those energy drinks. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you know, I think I forgot to ask you during your actual marathon, did you take any sports drink or gels or anything like that? Um, no, I mean, I, I, I got up on the morning of the marathon. I, I had a coffee and, and some cream, which is typically what I was doing in training. So I wanted to replicate that. Um, and then, on the race, I just had some, some water during the race. Um, I didn't monitor how much, but I, I didn't have that much water. Um, it was a fairly cool day. Um, and then I got, there was a, there's a hill on, on anyone who's run Chester Marathon here in the UK will know there's a hill at about 24 miles. And I got to the top of that hill and I was, you know, I was feeling it by, by this stage, you know, I've, after all I was, you know, running at, at, at PR or PB pace. Um, and so there was a marshal there and she just sort of stuck out her hand and she had a gel in her hand. So I just sort of grabbed it out of instinct um, and I actually had a gel. So this would have been on, on about 25 miles. Um, and it wasn't like I was struggling for energy or I mean, it was, I was a bit fatigued, um, but I wasn't like hitting the wall or anything like that at that stage. But it was just like almost like an instinct. And I kind of chugged down this this gel at, at 25 miles. But I think any benefit I would have got from that would have been purely psychological because that you know it's i only had a mile to go at that stage so i I don't think that would have even even got into my system by the time i'd i'd finished the race but no other other than other than that i i was just i was in a fastest day i had a coffee in the morning just ran with water that's fantastic that well it's it's been great talking with you today david and hearing uh, about your journey of how you became a fat burner and moved to the paleo diet and the last question, I know you as a Marathon Talk uh, listener will probably like this, is I've been collecting data about uh, people and how fast they could run one mile given the chance to mm. train for three months and not having to worry about your bills or anything like that. It, how fast do you think you could run one mile? Well, as a, as a fan of the show, obviously I, I was prepared for this, so I have been giving this some thought. I mean, my, my mile 
um, time, which is an unofficial one. Um, but my mile time is uh, six minutes six. But that's from a few years back. Um, I reckon if I if I if I did it now, like if I went out and run it tonight, I could probably do five forty five quite comfortably. So given your scenario of you know perfect situation and three months and everything, I'd like to think I could get down to five fifteen. Okay. That'd be great. That'd be great, David. Well it's been it's been great talking with you and thanks so much for sharing about your journey. No, not at all and, and keep up the good work. Thanks for listening to another Paleo Runner podcast. If you like podcasts, you're also going to like audible.com. Audible has over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Kindle, Android, or MP3 player. You can even burn a CD of the audiobook if you like. It's a great way to learn while you're driving in the car or cleaning up around the house. One of the great things about Audible is that if you decide that you don't like the book you've downloaded, you can actually exchange it for another one. They want you to be happy with your order. If you'd like to get a free audiobook download, sign up at audibletrial.com slash paleorunner. You'll get a free audiobook download that you can keep regardless of whether you continue with the service or not. So go to audibletrial.com slash paleorunner. Thanks for listening.